0: At the Marketing Money Podcast. And we're dropping you into the highlight of discussions this week between Josh Mabus of the Majors Agency and John Oxford of the Majors Agency.
1: Hey, so I got some, um, I think we got a little too rambly last week. I mean, we may have no listeners this week. Oh, uh, because no one listened to that, that
0: ramble. ramble no, nah, I don't think they made it through. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't blame them. It was 30 minutes of just non non committed. You know what the cool
1: part about having. You know, your own podcast is... You can is. do whatever, do you, whatever want. you want. You
0: can do whatever you want.
1: That's this right. is not a big moneymaker for me.
0: It's a huge
1: moneymaker for me. It is? Yes. I'm talking... For catapulted you to a best-selling book in a specific
0: micro category? In books written by John Oxford that have orange on the cover the that are one. 120 pages of single-spaced font on paper that sold it. on Amazon Number one. for three weeks...
1: the hood yeah how many i mean are you are you selling any like after the fact like does you get like a one or two trickle in yeah so so the interesting part about
0: the amazons is you you can go on and look it's kind of like a um there's a lag in the 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 selling of it but so you'll get an email and it says like there'll be a deposit in your account within the next five days and then that's when i go oh this looks good and i go look and it's always you know i want want a million dollars and then it's like it's more like it's like fifty or something, but That's anyway several books. It it is so like every other week there's some type of email or dragon, and I haven't looked in a while how many I've sold. It's I mean a couple thousand something well, it like is, that. It's but a it is,
1: more generically written book than bank marketing. Oh yeah, but, yeah, totally. But, but I mean specifically, I mean it's in the I think it's in the finance whatever category, financial
0: services and some like in, industrial marketing. <laughs> and here's the deal for those that want to know right I mean it's not like I'm hiding anything it's funny to me it's like you can be a bestseller by picking the right category at the right time and publishing at that time it's well, kind of I mean, like it's kind of like picking out a customer right time right place right action so you use the right time and the right category and then you use your channels to sell it yeah,
1: and and then selling 50 or 200 or whatever yeah you, you sell don't a have couple
0: to... hundred in a every day when it rolls out or so for a few days and, you, and you'll hit bestseller in your category
1: well, I, mean, I mean the thing is they're right under 6,000 banks I mean, so with the recording of this, BBVA just announced their acquisition by PNC,
0: make the fifth largest bank in the country. That's going to be a monster bank. Yeah, they jump
1: past U.S. Truist bank and Oh they Truist did,
0: and U.S. Bank. Yeah. They were seventh, and they jumped Truist and U.S.
1: Bank to become uh, fifth. Um, BBVA is a hundred and something. Yeah. It's, so that so, so Southern banks, think about that bank. Southern banks, you now have P. You know, uh, it's PNC and Regions that'll. Yeah, they will be, the, be the and
0: Truist the three big dominants.
1: BBVA picks are. PNC will pick up that BBVA, but I mean,
0: (laughs) how about the the acronyms of that merger, though? Think about, I mean, well, the BBVA side and the uh, PNC side are deciding too, and you're just like, what? Who?
1: I don't understand. uh, Yeah. But here's the deal, and I, I don't know if this even needs to make it, but and maybe it's just because we're not seeing that much of them in markets we compete in, but it feels like Truist like is on the um, injured reserve list or something. Like, are they? No, I think they're still.
0: Um, I still get BB, BB, and T. I'm getting my BBVA and BB and I feel like this is the government agencies of banking. The whole uh, BB and T. I still see posts from BB and T.
1: Yeah. I'm on, saying. on
0: LinkedIn and in marketing spaces and channels. I'm not
1: seeing any SunTrust, but BB&T...
0: Anyway, I, I have not seen a SunTrust. I'll say that much.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it's just sort of a strange thing that, I don't know, I don't... I've got other problems <laughs> yeah, or other... No, but those are, the,
0: those are definitely the two biggest I also, mega mergers that have happened in the last, what, 18 months? I don't Trist might be two years or three years. Well, now, I mean,
1: but, the two biggest mergers period yeah but i mean it's sort of weird so we talked about consolidation through through ppp and you know just sort of um i don't know i didn't expect it for big for a a big bank like that one kind of popped up well you're looking at technology you're looking at cost footprint
0: footprint and i mean
1: because i said pnc's kind of gone over you know the the northeast you know rust belt well and
0: and, from what from what i've I've read, and I'm no expert on the internal dynamics of BBVA, but that uh, being a foreign-owned bank in the U.S. is really hard regulatory-wise to operate. There's extra I's and T's to dot and cross and whatever that is, respectively.
1: So and then BNP, you know, Bank of the West, you know, Pariba, P- P- whatever the French bank that owns them too. I
0: mean, yeah, and so it. and here's the other
1: deal because they're Spanish. BBVA. I, I
0: wouldn't say it's. They, they are a Spanish bank. I, I wouldn't say it's pandemic related, but if you can't travel,
1: if you own a bank you, and they can't get, they cannot get that's, here. That's and, my point. Yeah.
0: You can't travel over to see, they can't travel to see you. At, at some point you're like, okay, Outlook would be what third quarter of next year before a vaccine is fully like distributed and you so my,
1: like a lot, bring your assets in. Yeah. So
0: my point is like, let's shrink it down. Let's give it to this company. Let's make a nice yeah, let's make some nice coin off of
1: it. $15 billion.
0: Was it that much? That was $11.5, but I don't 11? have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was 11 dollars I know anyway. there was a one and It was in, in cash. It. it wasn't stock. It was cash from what I well, read.
1: yeah. That, that's a, a duffel bag. That's a lot of money. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of money. I want to know. We have a wire coming in. How much is in that wire? $11.5 billion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but to the point of. I want to see that stacked up in $100 bills. It, it, it's probably smaller than you think it is. Eleven point six billion, according okay. we to were our fat, fact
0: checker. We, were, but
1: I was closer than you. Yes, yeah, you were, but not without going over. That's right. We both went over. Did we? I was 100.
0: under. I was under. I was, yeah, under, under, I was yeah. under by a hundred
1: thousand. Hey, closest spin or a million
0: or something. A million uh, billion, a few billion. 100 million. Hundred 100 I was only it's, off. They're... I was only off by a hundred million dollars, Josh. Yeah, it's pretty close.
1: I was off by uh, three point four billion. That's just another. Community bank. You're good. Three, communi- three I,
0: community, three banks. Yeah. Three and a half community banks.
1: Anyway, let's talk about something. So I mean, well, so here's so where we're I to ram- get into. No,
0: no. Well, that's bank talk. But here, here's here's what I want to look at. Two things today, but we'll start with one. Is surveying and polling. And I know uh, we talk a little bit about politics. We won't get into who won, who lost, and where we are right now. But the polls were dramatically off in most states,
1: and have been for a couple of for for a couple of cycles now.
0: And I was talking to a, they would not be named because they didn't ask to be, but uh, to a fellow bank marketer, we were discussing brand surveying and all that stuff, and it was like, well, how can we even trust it? I mean, these high-profile companies, and some of them do a lot of corporate work too, in fact, most of them do, how do you trust what they are polling, what they're saying? And I I, I have a few ideas, but go ahead.
1: I don't think it's, so I don't think it's the polling company that's the problem, that there's a lack of integrity, and I think there's a lot of mis- placed chagrin towards the polling companies. I think polling, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me kind of extol the the detriments of polling and, and consumer research. That, one, All you, the, the first thing and the last thing you probably need to know is that like John Oxford, as a teenager, was setting the flavors for, like, m M&M and Mars. And how
0: much money have they made? Thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. Thank you. But I'm just saying, <laughs> we have um, – Whatever I try, like like uh, watch. You need to, like makeup that like if you ever heard of watch. It, we call it. That was me.
0: Mine was PB crisp, and they don't make them anymore. Yeah. So maybe I was bad. Yeah. But that do you ever have those? They're yeah. really good. It was like this. It was like a nutter butter with a little yeah. like crispy outside I'll tell you coating.
1: The things I miss and planners weird diversification. I don't know if you've noticed. Like in the '90s, you know, every product consumer marketing got. You know, oh. we're going to go out and diversify. But planners, they've brought back their their cheese puffs. And yeah. they're not as good as I remember them, because I thought they were superior. But planters also had these things, when you said PB Chris reminded me, they came in a little resellable bag, and there were these little crispy peanut-shaped things filled with peanut butter in a bag.
0: That's very similar.
1: Yeah. And those things were, I mean... I, oh,
0: I ate them. I-, I remember taste testing them. They brought yep. me in a room, and they brought them out, and they're in this little bowl, and they were like, where do you think we're going to call them this? And here's a commercial. Does it match the... Flavor and feel, and I was just like, I can eat these all day and I'm getting paid.
1: Yeah. All jokes aside about that, consumers, it is very difficult to trust how a consumer answers a survey to make business decisions because the barrier to entry or the whatever. Will you give eight dollars? Would you give eight dollars for this? Is this, you know, like standard focus group questions? Is this, you know, is this worth eight dollars or would you give nine dollars? When you're not shelling out dollars, it's really easy just to say whatever and consumers tend to answer the way they think they should
0: or they want to be portrayed like this yeah. will make me look smart
1: I I mean, have- you can't get over your, i mean anonymous survey yada 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 you cannot get over well talk about a few barri- maslow's hierarchy of needs if i need to accept it well there's
0: a few barriers to mobile phones yeah. You don't have mobile phone numbers unless the polling company has access to healthcare data. And a lot of times if they poll for Medicare or Medicaid, they can have mobile numbers. But then you're also missing a huge demographic because you're either looking at folks that take government healthcare or that are retirees. In, yeah, so, in it's the, so it skews, which the older demographic skews towards heavy, heavy voters versus a younger demographic. So I could see that trying to rely on that as an accurate voting measurement, but it's not. I mean, how many times do you get a call and you see it and, and you know it's a robocall and you don't answer it, and then all oh. exactly, and so there's a big barrier to getting information, and then well, you,
1: up, you look at the survey sets; it's like 1,200 people, which is statistically it should be probable, but I don't, but, but 1, I don't believe. It. But 1,200 like it's you look at the sets and they're just not representative, and again, easy to to make a product decision. And then they said they would give eight dollars, but they're not selling like, yeah, that's where they actually had to use real dollars. People And make real decisions. People decide with their wallets. Well the other side though is I don't see banks it's sort of strange. You would think this this as an industry would be just like rife with survey companies because banks like to make
0: no, like, like to mitigate risk and, and, measure. And,
1: and, and tell where you're gonna go. And you don't see it a whole lot. Like you don't see a whole lot of companies. You know, focusing on this, so maybe it's not as big of a. Uh, well, I issue. think
0: I think there's a few things here. One is consumer sentiment for financial services and and brands in general, not just in banks, doesn't shift wildly like it does in politics. Right. I mean, our product or retail, it, it doesn't shift that much unless you do something you know bad. If you're a bad actor, yeah, it may shift overnight. If if SNL does a skit about you.
1: It, it could shift it, but then, but even then, not as much as you would. think. But not think. as
0: much as you would think. Number one, number two, customers, God love them in the banking industry, they do not
1: leave. Well, we, may, they we make they do not it, leave. You we make it very the, difficult.
0: Not only do we make it difficult, you don't. Customers don't leave. Mm. I mean, you, we we were talking the other day about looking at uh, the M and A outlook, especially with the, the the past two that we mentioned earlier, and I believe it's the average merger is like 5% attrition, a bad merger is eight or above, and a good merger is below 5% of your customers leaving. And so if if you think how big a merger that is, 5% leaving, I mean, that's, and if they're the customers that you won't leave because they're either not profitable or you planned it right that these are guys, guys and girls as customers that, uh the, you know, that if, aren't easy to bank. And so you might, you know, when you move, you might be like, hey, this is a good chance for us to skinny up and become more efficient. I mean, no bank wants to get rid of customers in general, but...
1: There's some that don't fit the model. The
0: model. Yeah. And so point being is the surveying, it's hard to fit it at that time what the mood of the consumer is they but what are the you sentiment making it? doesn't the sentiment doesn't move on the branding i think the only good things you can find is if you drop a lot of mass advertising in and you want to build unaided name awareness if you want people to be if you want to be top of mind and you want people to say so unaided name name awareness Or name ID for those that don't know, because most would know on the on this. That listen because they're bank marketers. But if you don't, it's well. Somebody say your name without being prompted of your name. So I would say Josh, name a bank, and you say Renaissance. Well, that's unaided awareness. You knew the bank. You go
1: through a step. Yeah, and I say name another. Name another.
0: Now you name ten, and then I go name Regions Bank. Have you heard of Regions Bank? Well, that's aided awareness because you say. Well, yeah, I have, but I didn't
1: think of them. So that's a to where you would stop at the t- start at the top with name strong brands in your area, and then do you consider banks a strong brand? What banks do you think? are... But you want to be yeah. you, you want to be at the top of You want your bank
0: it. name, whatever it is. If it's a
1: first, you want to be listed in the first.
0: If it's a, a non-brand like a first commercial type bank, or if it's a, a brand brand like a Truist or a Renaissance or a you know Umqua where it has a brand name. Either way, yeah. you want it to be named in that. Set where the person just says that's on my mind when I think of bank, I think of this word. Yeah, and if they don't think of it, that's when you need to look at that mass brand advertising to be unaware.ed Now, then you want to be aided. Yeah. That means. But if I say, "Have you heard of renaissance and they say, "No," well, then you're a third tier. Now, yeah, you're you're, you're, una- you're you've gone unaided, aided to no. That means you have no brand and, and here's the thing and no awareness.
1: Like if you're listed there because again the predilection of people to say. To want to, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, so so that skews wildly incorrect at times, but again, I mean, even if you're showing up at like one two percent, there you're, I mean, it, so
0: yeah, but so weirdly enough, in bank surveying, and we we do one every probably three years just to keep us honest, but I'm not really worried as much about sentiment and positive of the bank. I'm worried, and have this just means have people heard of us. Yeah. Because I'll take it. I'll take it from there. It's like they've heard of me. We'll take it from well, there. Thanks. High five, tag us in. But it you know. Well, and,
1: statistically, you're I mean, I hate to say this and be just that guy, but you're going to have a certain number of unhappy customers and clients. Oh, you Any might bank get but you
0: might get somebody that's unhappy but on a good day. Yeah. Or somebody who's Generally always happy with your bank, and maybe they just, were in the carpool line too long that morning, and they're like, I don't want to be on this phone call, so I hate these guys. Yeah. And the next thing they're thinking, I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe they're like, yeah, I, I would have never said that. So point being is the sentiment to me, and maybe I'm odd because there's like, well, they have. It's like I think the funniest survey – that banks do is after the account opening process at the plant, how do we do? And it's always like 90 to 95%
1: good. And, and everybody pats themselves on the back. And everybody says, we've but, done so well. But then they this. don't send any kind of welcome or onboarding thing that makes somebody they, feel comfortable. And even
0: if they do, it's still like they just went through the experience. It's really hard to, to bash someone to their face.
1: I just signed up with you. I
0: guess. I don't know enough yet other than like this took about 10 minutes to 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that hard. You go up and ask
1: somebody on a date, then immediately say like, how was that experience for you? I mean, you said yes, so yeah. I mean, the fact that they bought s- says that they had a positive experience. And so I
0: don't, I don't give a lot of credibility to those unless they're bad. If they're bad, I'll give them credit. The good ones are like add a add a boy, add a girl, good job. Yeah, and but I mean they're, they're trying they're bad,
1: to catch and they're trying to catch the bad actors, of course. I mean that's the purpose of that, not necessarily the positive. But then you know the other part about surveying that I would say is how drastically underused. If a bank was going out and paying money for external Research, which again, benchmarking, you know, comparison. Um, When we started marketing some of the regions for Renaissance, they were like three percent or one point uh, w- there was one that was 1.7 percent name ID, remember i remember when we
0: thought we were going to like move the market with these ads one time and we, bought, we, told we somebody, bought a bunch of tv and we're like this is going to be awesome they never heard
1: of us wait and now they're going six hear-
0: months and it was like two <laughs>
1: percent like, but okay. still two percent over uh, like zero yeah I
0: mean, but still it was funny because I, I in my mind i was like 80 percent is going to have heard of us in the next year once we run all these ads and buy all these uh gross rating points i was like it's gonna be amazing and it was just like nah.
1: We were up to like three point seven. Yeah. And
0: then we but after a year it got up to about thirteen and then it, we're up to thirty it, it, and it
1: really does show uh like a it's
0: a long slog though. Yeah, it really is.
1: But it does have like a parabolic, you know, upshoot. It does have the old hockey stick that that, you know, once you start to get your momentum. But what I was gonna say is if you're go if you're thinking about paying for external research research and you've never looked at your own internal data, gotten it out of the core and see what the the trends are. I mean, I've said this ad nauseam but I can you know it's one of the few highly regulated private business I can't go just drop case studies on you from clients all the time but since John's here you know we did that very simple who has a savings uh, or who has a checking and no savings and the time of the year is coming up where that's a good has thing. Has a
0: mortgage and no HELOC. Yeah.
1: With uh, a certain amount of equity yeah, in their home. Or, or a mortgage and no checking if you're if you're that type shop and we find these things and it's again some people will feel like i'm talking about but it's just it's 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 universally true across the industry how difficult it is to get i understand why you're not why you might not be doing cuz how difficult it is to deal with all the stakeholders of that data cuz it's way easier for it and privacy and compliance to say no and they just handcuff you to say i've got whatever 800 people here that have that trust us with their mortgage they pay it maybe they've even gotten a second like a you know a this is a second home that they've bought with us, but they haven't chosen us for their checking account because they haven't asked. I've got eight hundred of those names. Yeah, don't send them anything. That could be a privacy violation because if you send them anyway, there are ways to do it. There's there are dumb ways to do it and there are good ways to do it. But you've got hidden gold inside the bank anyway, where people have quote voted with their wallet. They've they've shown their their propensity to to um, appreciate you as a as a you know, vendor or whatever. I don't know why you would go in, again, other than benchmarking, go outside before you try to do some stuff inside.
0: No, you should always start internal. Well, she, that's <laughs> thats the advice for everything in marketing, though. You have to have internal buying before you can go external. You should look at your internal opportunities before your external opportunities. What, what was that, like, one episode of The Office when he's, like, talking about MBA school, and he's like, is a current client worth more than a new client? Yes, he is. And then, like, just... 101 business jargon stuff. Yeah, just jargon, whatever. But the fact is, it it really is because you don't... The barrier to entry and barrier to growth on someone that already knows your brand, already has business with you...
1: Well, what you have to consider is you've already spent money to to get get them. them. And this is a thing that, since banking... You know, we talk about sort of the underappreciated role of marketing in banks and community banks. I mean, it it, as far as a consumer-driven retail ground-level product, which it is, we open banks in commercial centers or retail centers, essentially, even the commercial side is somewhat, even though it's B2B, is a retail-ish engagement. You know, you're selling somebody a product or, or you know, it's a service engagement, whatever. We don't consider the cost of, of acquisition very much something that, that you know, Coke, because it's it's Snickers. I mean, the, the, the margin's high, but the volume is extremely low on an individual product. I don't know. You may have... Paid five to eight hundred dollars to gain that customer. Total spend, and annual do you, spend and then, divided by number and of and clients then who attracted. Do you, know,
0: do you know what that customer brings? I mean, if you spent five hundred dollars to get someone that has a wants to cash a check every Friday and runs it to zero every other Friday before yes, their paycheck, they're making money on you.
1: Yeah, and you haven't, you know, nurtured, cross-sold. There's so much internally that not just is that Peter Drucker an existing clients worth six to nine times more than a new client. Peter Drucker's a genius. So whatever I'm not critiquing him but what they're taking into consideration is the expense against that new customer too. That's a negative against it. Yeah, so I mean cross-selling using your internal data. But if you don't if you can do one or the other then why aren't you doing both? Is the other side attract new customers, cross-sell, attract new customers, cross-sell, which is a lot of banks haven't figured out that that cycle and it's not so much that the marketer or listeners are sitting around like well, dadgum, that's that's brand new news. It's just the <laughs> battles are is so crazy. difficult to implement.
0: Yeah. Right now, you've got a physical barrier. You've got a technology barrier. Yeah. You've got a core barrier.
1: You have a compliance and security. you got a compliance,
0: security barrier. You've got somewhat of an economic barrier with what's going on now in the U.S. There's a lot of barriers to just having it hit on all cylinders. I mean, you could be right in the middle of it and then someone gets quarantined for two weeks or you could be right in the middle of it and their Wi-Fi goes down and they don't open the uh, the account or they come into the bank and they, uh, I don't know, they left their license at home or something. You know, There's so many like little things that add up to a mass collection of little points that, I don't know, fight you when you try to make this happen. I do like the advice that, that or not advice, the discussion we've had on this uh, of one is, which tier do you line up in if you survey your bank? Are you unaided? Are you aided? Or are you not aware at all? If you're number three on that list, you know, exclamation points up, it's time to go figure out how you get known.
1: You won't survive. I mean, not, not, you're, you're, and you probably would have, have seen this during the um, the pandemic because, you know, you're not the first.
0: Or, or a fourth category, which we rail on all the time, is confusion in the marketplace. And that is, are you one of a hundred and some first banks? Are you one of a hundred and some of first community state bank of the corner? And I'm making that up because you can't. Yeah, citizens or whatever. Citizens is
1: actually really high.
0: Citizens is high. I I should pull that
1: list. Yeah. Of a used. So
0: you could be in the fourth category of of what I would call brand and market confusion. And the reason that's with interstate commerce laws changing uh, years ago and M&A happening, but also the Internet now, because the Internet is interstate connected You know, I might be trying to open an account for Citizens Bank of uh, New York and end up opening an account at Citizens Bank of, um, you know, I don't know, North Dakota and not even knowing it just, oh, it was Citizens Bank. I opened it up and I went through the process. And uh, now hopefully those banks wouldn't take a deposit outside of their market. But some do. Some do. Some. I mean, a lot of banks are opening up Internet only banks as one offs of their company, so there's the, there's the three tiers and the fourth tier of market confusion that if I were polling for my brand, I would obviously want to be in the unaided awareness category first, where I was top of mind. And then the second part of the polling is the internal polling. Look at the data you have, which isn't really a poll. It's just more like, how can you... Analysis. Yeah. How can you analyze the data that you already have in your bank and look through it and see what they call the uh, opportunity assessment? Can you assess what opportunities are out there uh, that you aren't taking advantage of that you should be? And some of them are easy, checking savings, he HELOC mortgage, Sorry. treasury management with a bank that you business, see, yeah. yeah, business stuff. And some of them are hard to look through and, and and twin your data and say, well, this guy looks exactly like this guy, this girl looks exactly like this girl, but they're missing one product and then bucket them in the missing products. You just, you market that missing yeah, product.
1: But, but I mean, that's, you know, two two levels. Start with that. Yeah. Like I said, business account, no HELOC, checking, no savings, mortgage, no checking, mortgage, no HELOC, or... At a certain, you know.
0: Well, and, and so I, I but saw. But even
1: then, there's another analysis that, you know, a lot of the PFMs plug in that's doing analysis of who is paying out of your bank to another bank yeah. and make an assumption. You know, if it's a private client that's paying a 900 to 1500 to $2,000 payment to, to someone, another bank, you, maybe a mortgage. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you need to, if you, if you want it, Yeah, you could send I a refi. <laughs> So
0: usually if they're a private client, you would know that you had lost that loan in the bid process due to a rate.
1: Well, a fair private client, but yeah. they're just your run of the mill, just, you know, moved and they're paying a big bank, you know, anyway. But
0: another one is is mobile adoption opportunity. I mean, you look through and you've got most banks, You I think almost all, you have to be an online, I won't say all, but you have to be an online banking customer to be a mobile banking customer. Some don't. Some don't make you do that, but I know most of the cores, most of the cores want you, if you're with a big core, they want you to be online banking and then you go to mobile banking. But you know, what percentage are online and aren't on mobile? What percentage are, are not doing activities in the digital area that would help make your bank more efficient and decrease the drive through lines or would take away from going and visiting teller's Uh, especially in a pandemic age. I know that digital banking and online banking ramped up last March and kind of went up double digits in many areas. And now it's kind of plateaued off. But how do we get those customers to wake up and pay attention to the fact that they don't need to be going into the teller line to get the free cup of coffee and cash their $50 check for whatever reason, every Friday or every whatever Wednesday?
1: Well, and the other thing is, is the proliferation. You know, one of the things we've said is, I've been sort of weird about ITMs because it just it feels like one of those weird, ugly duckling technologies that there's ATM and your phone. And ITM is sort of this weird bastardization
0: You can't say that. I can. Okay.
1: In between, <laughs> right? Like it's this weird, awkward like We've got records, but we need portability. We need, or we got reel to reel. We put it in a box, and now it's an eight track, and then it becomes a cassette, and then it becomes a CD. It's like one of those weird, like eight track didn't last long, you know. I mean, but it was revolutionary when when it happened. You remember? I do remember. That's to me, itm. But the big benefit, the thing you can do at itm is transaction, debit card. You can't get a debit card through your phone, but now the proliferation. Apple Pay and Google Pay. If you,
0: and, move, to Google, if you move to digital wallets, then like I mean, it, it, now it, when
1: gas pumps, which there was a barrier to technology, why would I adopt it? You can you can put your card right here. It, there was nothing in the market forcing.
0: I, I'm telling you, there's a there's a, the barrier of entry of cost of technology, of the the transaction, the point of sale, all that stuff. But I feel like we're on the the precipice. We're on the can't say that. We're on the cusp. We're on the cusp of. If there's a big technology usage shift in stuff that in Asia they've been doing for 20 years now, but near field communications and and all that type stuff, I I don't want to get into the whole like, oh, conspiracy stuff with cash. But my point is you don't need a debit you wouldn't need a debit card you wouldn't need cash you wouldn't need atms you wouldn't need ITMs. you would have an account you could open on your phone
1: with a thumbprint on it a, biometric. Or, a or a
0: face id yeah. and then you go up and you hold your phone in front of the or your watch in front of the reader bam it pays just like apple pay does or
1: what well, it is it is I mean, but, I,
0: but not a lot of people use it yet
1: it's yeah which is super strange to me when i went but um, you
0: wouldn't need any of this stuff you yeah. and if you direct deposited paychecks you could get rid of all it's cash all right and checks there? It's, and it's just like... I loved it. So
1: I like not having stuff. I'm the same way you are. I if very I could, much prefer it. And, you know, Mark of the Beast, or like you said, the conspiracy theory is like, if I could get all in my phone, if I could have... I'm trying to get my house keys in my phone. Oh, well, the, what if somebody steals it? Then I'm screwed. The but, but Hilton I mean,
0: app that lets you check in to the hotel and use your phone to key into your room without ever going to the front desk is my favorite thing. Like, I can go to some hotel in some city when we were traveling and you could say in the nice hotel and I'm like oh I have to use a key card like yeah. and it's like and then I'm going to the Hilton Garden Inn in like rural America for some you know meeting at one of our banks somewhere and it's like you know a town of Two thousand people, and yet, and yet, yet you you don't even see the person at the front desk. You walk right, and you you have picked your room before you get there. You know what floor it is. You know where it is. You know how it's accessed to the stairs or whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can. Well, here's a weird thing. So I just you know did that ill advised Disney trip, which fine by the way, um, no no ill effects. I'm
0: sorry, I didn't ask yet. How are you uh, good?
1: It's, I'm good. Okay, uh, been under quarantine, all that self isolation, yada yada yada. Disney's got it figured out. I'll tell you this, Universal Studios was like. If grandma like it's like go to grandma's you're in line and right before you go on the ride they have a big pump bottle of um, sanitizer. sanitizer and they pump it in your hand as you walk through it's like come on baby put your little hand sanitizer before you go. every every time I've got some questions like I saw the group get off they touched the stuff I got on it took a risk it was fine I'm not in Yeah but I'm I'm again but, but I'll say this and I'm sorry I'm I'm digressing it was a it was a risk but whatever. So what I want to tell you is magic magic bands at Disney. So they've had this magic band if you haven't been, they've had a magic yep. band technology where you go up in That's and,
0: 20 years old now though, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, it is. And it's near field stuff. Impressive the first time I saw it, but they're going away. Disney's doing away with magic bands I think by next year and it will be everything will be all phone.
0: So you just put your phone out when you walk in and yeah. pay with your phone and everything. And so we
1: drove, we we're going to fly Again, did a so it's just sp-
0: the Starbucks app. It doesn't. it? it yeah, just pays did, did everything. Did a, did a,
1: in there. A, but even then, that's just a scan. That's an image. Yeah. That technology is way old. Way old. It's a barcode. Yeah, the Starbucks is so near field on the gas, gas, uh, fuel, fuel fill. You know they have the so either I used a card or my my phone with the um, chip in it because I'm mainly just to see what works when and which one's more convenient. Well, I've, I, my home is unlocked Bluetooth. It's unreliable. So I don't love it. Still got a keypad. Still got a physical key. Car is is you have to have the key fob. But man, if I could get a, I mean, the key fob on cars, dude, that thing's like the most annoying deal in the world. I mean, that thing.
0: A lot of a lot of them are moving to an app. But to your point, you know, the Sprint Mart's near my house where I get. Gas and whatever I need for the weekend when I'm coming home. And sent, this is funny because I always complain to you, but since a year ago, or maybe a little bit longer, when they passed the lottery in Mississippi, it went from like you could just buzz in and out of the sprint Mart to now you go in and there's 12 people in line at every register to buy lotto tickets. And it's, it changed my, we always talk about customer experience and banking and brands. But no
1: factor that had anything to do with the fuel. St- Fuel, refuel convenience store. Experience. It's simply
0: people trying to win a million bucks or whatever the amount is, and they're all and it's all back. It takes so it used to be maybe a three minute stop in. I mean, I'm talking. You go pick up, you drink your chips, get a coke, coffee, whatever. You go get in line and pay, and you get out there. And so he my needs beer, my yeah, whatever. So my point to that is my wine coolers. <laughs> but my my point. Thank you for your support. Exactly. But my my point to that is why couldn't you
1: just I wish w- you were an avid wine drink wine cooler drink i
0: don't even know that i've ever had one
1: you had when you were a teenager you had that experience
0: teenager i wasn't old enough when i was a teenager i, I was a law-abiding
1: citizen i'll tell you this i shotgunned like like two or three wine coolers one time Uh-oh. trying to get a little oh. buzz oh. when i was like 16 gross here's the deal i had such heartburn i thought like, I laid down, like, I didn't get any buzz. Aren't they just,
0: it's pretty much like a melted popsicle with alcohol? I laid in it. down
1: in a parking lot thinking I was going to die. Like, the, you know, Bible you Belt. You probably deserve to. The Lord is judging me. <laughs> you probably deserve to. And I'm on my back like a turtle. Uh.
0: But here's my point why, with near field communication, and, and remember the old app Foursquare, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you walk in, some technology, again, I don't, I'm not a point, knows that you're in the store. Pick it up off the shelf, or you scan it like you do in Sam's when they have the app. You scan, it and then you just walk out, and it charges your card. America,
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got look.
0: Why look, would your Why would your the the computer in my car with the GPS and all that stuff in my in my car? Why would I pull into the gas station? Does it not register that I'm at a gas station? And I just put the pump in and pull it out, and it charges it, and I drive off. Just, just why do I even have to touch a button?
1: Conspiracy. Look at the look at the news right now. I mean, that that's the thing I would say is we. I mean, there's no reason
0: you should have to ever take your wallet out of your pocket there really isn't there There should be no you i mean i guess they wouldn't sell lottery tickets online because then that would the retailer wants you in there sending you spend money that's the whole benefit for them so i get that but if i'm not going to do that i'm still going to go in because i've got to get a physical item snickers bar whatever why can i not just walk in get it and walk out and it charges me and knows
1: just like the gas i pull up with the car it recognizes the car's there it's one of the few things I have an, int- uh, an answer for. Cost infrastructure cost. You, how long did I mean? How many times did pandemic it go- cost, man? Yeah, I, but but we're not smart. How long did it take retailers to install the hardware for EMV that removed the liability from them? What's this
0: witchcraftery you speak of?
1: Yeah, like they had to, the government had to move back the date because people just wouldn't adopt it. That took forever for emv adoption so so the infrastructure cost of scanners in your in your store are exorbitant and the fact that just americans don't like that process it's super weird we don't like it you and i do look we live in the country that people gripe about sam's club costco putting in self-checkout lines i want to still talk to a person you're taking like who are you?
0: Look, nothing's. I'm telling you this. that, now, you, now, given will,
1: that you value meeting a rando person for know. four minutes to transact with versus getting in and out. I, I don't
0: know. Now, I've graduated to to things being delivered to my house, Amazon food, whatever you know,
1: or it's a but cra- I shop local. It's I have a, it delivered to my well, house by a shop well, local. Well, so that's.
0: We'll mention that in a minute. I didn't. Did I say that? No, I didn't say I'm, I'm just local. winking, winking. But, so two points on that. My One wink. is, if you want to go in Sam's to see the stuff, say you want to see what you're buying because online you don't. Want, the scanner on the phone is pretty awesome. When yeah. you're you scan through your 50 items and you you click the pay button and you just walk out. Yeah. That's what
1: every store should have. Multinational corporation is is understands and believes the upside of trust very little conspiracy they know that their shrinkage i think is what it's called in a store shrinkage is when stuff's stolen because we don't like to say stealing it's yeah. shrunk yeah um if, inventory shrunk this week well i mean let, let's happen? just think about sam's i mean all that is big you got gonna put that 40 gallons of Jif in your drawers and walk out the door no So we had a really good long conversation that led to another area of what banks can do to support their small businesses from this polling conversation. So we decided to split this into two parts. So tune in in two weeks and pick up the second part of this podcast where we transition the conversation of what to do with that data you have and how to help small businesses in your area achieve betterment through technology.